California Liberty Project, Episode 1. This is the California Liberty Project Podcast. Welcome to the California Liberty Project podcast. This is a brand new podcast where we're going to be focusing on the ideas, the philosophy, strategies, and tactics that are going to help make Californians free again. And we've got a lot of work to do. Um, So I'm trying to connect up with awesome freedom fighters and the liberty movement throughout the state. I really appreciate you being here today. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Google, Spotify, Anchor, and soon to be coming as well, YouTube and Rumble, we're hoping. So we're going to put clips up there and definitely follow us on our socials. Um, we just started over there at Instagram a few months back, but we're growing. So at Instagram, we're at California Liberty Project. On Twitter, trying to grow there as well. I'm going to try to post there more. On Twitter, it's at CA underscore Liberty underscore P-R-O-J as in project. But definitely link up with us uh, somewhere there. Please subscribe to the show, like it. We would love to have your thoughts, your input. And again, if you like what you're hearing, share it with other people in the liberty movement. I hope to grow this platform so we we get friends going, we get allies throughout the state, and we link arms and do what we need to do to make ourselves free again. So that's that. Thank you for joining us here on this brand new podcast. So for one of the first episodes... I'm really excited to be joined by two young-ish, younger freedom fighters. Um, I've linked up with these gentlemen on social media, and I I love what they have to say. Um, I love their earnestness. I love what they're doing out there, linking arms with other freedom fighters. And I wanted to talk to them, give them a little bit more of a platform, and um, see what they're all about. And um, maybe if there are some of you out there listening who haven't heard about these gentlemen yet, check them out. Uh, if you see fit, support their campaigns, and let's get them into uh, the legislature in Sacramento. So without further ado, and in alphabetical order, um, I want to introduce uh, Mr. Cole Bracado. Uh, Cole Bracado is running for, let's see, is it the 38th Assembly District? So Ventura, yes, Oxnard, Fillmore area. Yep. And then I'm also uh, thrilled to welcome in Siaka Masakoy. And did I get that right, Siaka? I'm sorry. People, 100%, people probably 100%. always ask you that. Um, yeah. Siaka Masakoy. Every time, every time it comes in right, I'm always like, yeah. So okay. this is- <laughs> awesome. Um, and Siaka, are you, you're running for, is it uh, 40? Let's see, I have it written down here. Is it 43? 43, 43rd district. Okay. Yes. And that's pretty much, is that in the San Fernando Valley mostly? Yes. San Fernando. Yeah. It's a LA County, San Fernando Valley area. Awesome. Okay. So that's where they're at. And your ears should definitely prick up if uh, you live in any of those districts, especially. But if not, support them regardless um, if you see fit. Um, I think you'll like what they have to say. And um, let's let's have the conversation. Let's do this. So, gentlemen, again, welcome. Really appreciate you being here. Um, let me give each of you the opportunity to introduce yourselves. Um, say hello to anyone who might not already be following you or might not have run into you out on the campaign trail. Just tell me a little bit about yourselves um, and what kind of motivates your campaign. Why the assembly? Saka, you want to go first? You want me to go first, brother? We got to keep it alphabetical. All right. Sure. So so my name's Cole Brocato and I am I'm running for the 38th Assembly District. 
So like you said, Oxnard, Ventura, Santa Paula Piru, Fillmore, Ojai, uh, Port Wainimi, and Camarillo. So it's a, it's a big district. It's the whole west end of Ventura County, everything up against the coast. Um, not a politician. Uh, I've never run for office before, never held office before. I'm a small business owner. I'm a construction guy. Um, you know, I, I own my own business. I build things. Uh, I, I know how to run a budget. I know how to run a crew. I think we need more people like that, more doers in Sacramento and fewer politicians personally. Um, I'm also a, a father of two, soon to be a father of three. My, uh, my wife's awesome. pregnant with a little girl due on the 4th of July. Congrats. So excited yeah. about that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a youth sports coach um, and just a member of my own community. Like, I, I don't think Sacramento has any connection to the working class anymore. I think they've completely abandoned working class Californians and n- not only abandoned, I think they're driving us out. And part of me thinks that they're driving us out on purpose. Um, I, I look at my state, I look at the state I was born into, and it's so drastically different now that, you know, I'm watching my children be born into a state that I don't recognize. And I'm only 35 years old. That's scary. So we're, we're motivated in this because I don't want my kids to have to leave. I don't want to have to leave as a parent. We pay so much in taxes. We've got failing schools. And I mean, we can get into the issues in a little bit. But yeah, it, it's you can either be angry about it or you can get involved and be a part of the solution. And I decided to step in and be a part of the solution. So Awesome. Thank you. Siaka, I guess you're up. Well, yeah, um, you know, thank you for having uh, both of us on. My name's Siaka Massaqua. I'm running for the 43rd District uh, State Assembly seat here in California. That includes Silmar, uh, North Hollywood West, Mission Hills, um, Panorama City, Pacoima, uh, and Sun Valley. Okay. And, uh, you know, much like what Cole says, with everything that we've seen going on right now, uh, you know, it's been a, a few different catalysts to want to get me involved from the shutdown to the recall of Newsom to uh, continuing overreach and what I call extortion of businesses to stay shut down, which are against the law. Um, continue watching even the George Floyd uh, lie uh, to defund the police, everything else going on there. And it, it, it hit me in a space where working with a lot of these, a lot of other freedom fighters and, and people who are being are getting involved. Uh, we have to hold these elected officials accountable, and, and, and one of the best ways to do that is to also run against these individuals who have been incumbents for years, some of them decades, so that they have to start answering questions that they never really have to answer if uh, it's not an election year, right? They don't have to uh, get pushback. So r- running because we have, and Cole included, we've been... We've been seeing what's going on in the, in the state and been going to rallies and writing letters and posting on our social media. Um, but more has to be done when it comes down to the full shift. And, and you know, there's no one else in this area that was going to do it. So, you know, it just kind of gets to a point where you got to stop talking about it after a while and just be about it. And, and it worked out that it made sense for me to run for the specific uh, position uh, of state assembly and go up against an incumbent. And and push and push them to have to answer answer questions to the people that they say they represent, and and I'm excited to be a part of that that conversation and that process. Awesome. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Siaka. Are you running as a write-in candidate? 
Yes, yes. Okay. I'm running as a write-in. Um, I like to tell people exactly what happened because you need 40 signatures to get on there, Okay. Uh, to get on the ballot. Initially, I, I submitted uh, 98 signatures. The state rejected 69 of them. Um, and then I had to go in order to be, uh, so there's only 29 were accepted. And because I handed in on the last day, I just had no time to make up the 11. Um, and and a late, April 11th was when the official write-in process happened. You have to do the exact same thing to be an official write-in. So they can't write in Ronald McDonald, and that doesn't count. Like you have to be a, a okay by the state as the write-in. So it's the same process, except now I'm just not physically on the ballot for the primaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that process as well, I got 45 signatures in a week and a half, and send it in just to see what it would come out to. And once again, only 29 signatures were accepted. And um, yeah, I, I one time is is, is is a coincidence, two times is a pattern, right? Yeah. So it is what it is. I went and I got literally that day when you got 13 more signatures went there and they're like, all right, you're good now. So, um, yeah. you know, when it comes down to uh, jumping the hurdles that they put in front of, whether it's myself, Cole, anyone else, the people who are in this seriously, um, whether they're write-ins or on the ballot, we've been taking this seriously and just ask for people to write my name in. I'm the only one running against the incumbent, meaning that if I get the proper 250 votes, then I will be moving on to the the general and will be on the ballot. So okay. it's the kind of thing where I'm pushing to get all the conservatives just to wake up in this district and, and see that there's someone here running, even if it's not uh, you know, uh, I would say uh, sanitized and packaged and brought to you by whatever group we think we trust the most, because it's about representative government first, not organization. So here, here, yeah, we've had enough of these sanitized, prepackaged, stamp of approval candidates. It's more of the same. Yep. The elites waging war on all of us. Yeah, I, I'm yep. right there with you. Absolutely. Um, let me jump in if you don't mind. Let me just jump right into something I think we're all aligned on. There are tons of bad bills, you know, the bad bills, capital B, capital B, right? We all know that. We all, we've been in the fight. We've been to rallies. We've done town halls with legislators. We're going through the process, right? And um, we've had a ton of them, a big slate of them. Some of them are horrifying. Some of them are going to target our children. They wanted to muzzle our children, you know, for almost two years. They want to have access to our kids to be able to inject them with whatever experimental V they can. Um, they want to essentially own our children, right? Yep. Uh, th- yep. This goes way back. You know, to, we don't need to talk about Marxism. We don't need to talk about collectivism, but this is kind of the mindset. And so right now what we're seeing is that Senate Bill 866 um, is it's marching its way through. It's going through. Um, I think it's made it over to the assembly and it's getting a hearing, I believe, on uh, June 1st. Wednesday. Is Wednesday. it Wednesday? Okay. And so on that, on these bad bills, on the medical tyranny bills, beyond what we're doing, I mean, what do we do to fight these? And needless to say, I'm sure that if you gentlemen get up there uh, to Sacramento next year, I have, I have no doubt that you're going to be voting against these. But beyond just voting against these kinds of uh, you know, tyranny bills, what else can we do as citizens? And, and what do you propose to do as citizen legislators um, in the assembly? And I'll go to whichever one of you would like to, to jump in first. Yeah, I, I, I'd be happy to, to kind of jump into it. I mean, I have a phrase, I do not co-parent with the government. Um, I've got two children and you know, the third on the way. I co-parent with my wife and that's it. 
uh, the government has zero authority to override my authority as a parent to tell me that my 12 year old can get a medical intervention, whether it be a shot or whether it be anything else at 12 years old without my consent. They can't, you know, they can't drive, they can't get a drink, they can't, you know, move out, they can't do any of those things. None, they are not emancipated from anything. Yet, our government here in the state of California thinks that they can usurp my authority as a parent and, and unilaterally allow a 12-year-old child who doesn't know their, their medical history or anything else. It's disgusting. 2223 just passed the General Assembly today as well. You want to talk about uh, absolutely disgusting bills. Um, you know, that I'm, I, as somebody running for the Assembly, and I've gone up to Sacramento twice while it was in committee to speak out against that bill. Um, and it's, it's terrible. And we are, we're in the fight. The big thing that we can do is when Siaka and I get up, we can, uh, put bills on the table day one to repeal these bills. Um, we have to change the makeup of the assembly for anybody that doesn't know. Um, our assembly is made up of 80 members. We've got 60 Democrats right now, 19 Republicans and an independent and 44, or excuse me, I think the final tally was 49 Democrats voted to pass 2223. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. In, a, in an honest state, in an honest society, that would be 49 people that would not be able to run for dog catcher in their local cities after voting yes on a bill like that. They don't respect yeah. us. They don't respect the people of California. They just... Democrats just get in, they can kind of do what they want unchecked because people aren't paying attention. So many people don't know what what the assembly even does. They're like, I didn't vote for that law. And I'm like, yeah, you don't. The assembly members do. You elect the assembly member or you don't elect them because you don't vote down ballot or don't show up in the off election years. But mm -hmm. they pass those laws. So, Siaka. And I mean, yeah. and, and Cole's 100% right. We got to look at those 40 plus people who voted yes on that. And I happen to be running against uh, Luz Rivas, who is one of the main individuals on the health committee that that passed it through the health committee in order mm -hmm. to get to the stage that she also uh, voted yes on it as well. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people always point out, oh, I just Republican or Democrat. OK, that's fine. And I understand that argument. But if you have a hole in your boat, you got to plug up the hole. And right now, what I've seen and what a lot of people have seen with bills like, you know, SB 866 is the whole right now is the supermajority Democrats. That's just the whole. And we have right. to right now we have to fix it. If it comes a day where conservatives or Republicans are running the ship and they become the whole. We're going to have to plug that. You got to kick them out, too. Right. Yeah. So this is not a we're only on the good side and they're only the bad side. It's power corrupts. Absolutely. And right now they've had absolute power for so long that they're passing bills that would allow people to kill babies after they're born and not just kill them. But no one can investigate unless you're going to put down 25 grand just to get it started. So they're right. tied in the hands of those officers, those uh, social workers that Coroner's would look office. into babysitter corner off exactly that would look into the death of these children, these babies. I don't want to say just children, babies, the ones that right. can't speak yet, that haven't thrown a punch at anybody, that hasn't said a racist word or whatever they want to use as part of the you know issues of our world, but yet there's no protection for them, and, and we're at a time now where it. it 
I mean, Cole has kids. And 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 I can imagine how he feels about it. Yeah. I don't have kids. And it makes me want to just, you know, the little hair I have left, rip it out. And, huh. and it moves me to emotions every time. Uh, but I have godsons. And I'm like, if anyone would dare, they're saying I'd be going to jail. So as a, a, a citizenship, we have to know the laws that are being passed. And like Cole said, you can't even run for dog catcher. This is the level. And and, and Luz Rivas has her master's in ch- uh, children's education from Harvard. And this is what we're getting as a result. We're getting people voting to allow children to die, be left alone, to suffocate on tables, being uh, whatever happens from when they're born to 28 days later, almost a full month. Perinatal. Yeah. And now it's okay if they die or whatever circumstances, something is inherently broken from within the core of, I would say the heart of a lot of these people. And, you know, like I said, for our constitution, it's only going to work if it's led by godly people. Right. Our constitution only works based on that. So John Adams with eight, with eight, six, six, which allows them to have their own medical procedures. I talked to a sheriff deputy to say, one of the things that's missing with bills like this if something happens to your 12 year old, let's say, especially with how they've opened up more grooming opportunities for that kid, something happens to your 12 year old daughter. She gets pregnant by now, someone within, you know, a little bit older, but they've able to finagle it where it's like, oh, well, it's just between that person and the judge now, that, that relationship with the judge. Hey, we need you to have an abortion so your parents don't know. They already have 50 Planned Parenthoods in, in uh, LAUSD high schools now. So now you have 12 year olds being able to decide. They always want to use rape and incest as a reason why abortion yeah. should be legal. What happens when you're when you're raping and this incest for all these little girls that um, what happens to them? But now you make it OK. They don't even have to tell their parents if they're going to go do this to, to have an abortion because of 866. Yeah. And these parents don't know that they passed a law in 2015 that that as long as you allow your kid to go to public school, you have consented to them giving their kids any type of medical inoculation that they want, medical treatment. That's what you do just for thinking, hey, I got to work 18 hours. My wife's working six. We got to get our kids to someplace so they can learn for a little bit. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Now we have total control of them because you just want them to go to school. Right. It's sick on the, on the lowest level. It's sick. Yeah. Why do you think it is that it seems at every angle we're getting this assault on our children? on assault on the unborn. And it isn't just, you know, some libertarian, you know, some left libertarian. Um, oh, I believe in the woman's bodily autonomy. And of course, right libertarians, conservatives and others would say, what about the bodily autonomy about the baby, the, the growing child, the baby. Yeah. Um, but okay. Why is it more than just the old school um, abortion argument? Why is it now? So I don't want to say absurd, it's and I won't say demonic. I'll just say, why does it seem like it's so evil and so targeted at children? Perinatal. Well, perinatal could be 28 days. I've heard some doctors say it's up to toddlerhood, up to two years of age. That is beyond the pale. Why are they trying to take over our children's bodies with vaccinations when our children don't even know maybe what allergic reaction they had? My daughter, when she was much younger, she just took penicillin for an earache or something, ear infection. And she had a horrible uh, serum sickness, an allergic reaction. She would never know that. I mean, she might not remember it if we hadn't told her over and over. 
So why are they going after our kids with that SB uh, SB eight six six, SB eight seven one? It looks like we've defeated that. But so, gentlemen, why why is it this concerted attack on lowering the age of consent, going after children? Um, and I don't mean to give a leading question, is, but take it away. What are your thoughts? This, this has been a concerted effort for a long time to destroy the family bond. You you got dad out of the hot, out of the house. You did it with. Uh, the welfare state. Welfare. We've done it with so many other things. We attacked masculinity. Now, if, if dad is a strong, authoritative father, then that's toxic masculinity. That's bad. Now we've got this attack on womanhood right now. You don't say mother anymore. It's birthing person. Right. The, the feminist movement tried to defeminize what women were and, and you know, completely erase that. And it, the whole process has been, if you don't have mom and dad, who is there to protect the children? And if you control the children and you can indoctrinate or medically experiment on or all those things with the children, you, you, you do. You absolutely own the world. You'll have a whole bunch of, you know, little, you know, precogs just walking out and doing exactly what it is, whatever the marching orders of the party is. And there is no mom and dad anymore to be able to treat, you know, teach their children what's right or wrong or to have the authority to tell the government to butt out of it. They, they have. It was that slow chipping away and chipping away. And yep. it, it did. It happened gradually. And now it's happening very suddenly. And it's happening in a way to where people feel like they don't, they don't have a right to do anything about it. And at some point, evil laws, you have a moral obligation to not follow. Yeah, and and exactly. people are, are going to have to start waking up to that. We, the, the party of JFK has gone off the rails. I mean, I, I hate to break it to any of our liberal friends, but if, if JFK was running today, he'd be running as a Republican. Um, and that's, I yeah. mean... They're running Tulsi Gabbard out of the party. She's, she'll be running as a Republican or as a, an independent here very soon. Um, and that's just how far it's, how far it's moved. I mean... We have uh, being uh, a father and having my wife be pregnant. Now we we had 3D ultrasounds at 10 weeks. I mean, you you so cool. we're we're so beyond the pale, and and I really do. I think part of it's this scientism. I think part of it is the the notion that some of our our scientific or academic betters think that it is you know that for the greater good. And they'll do anything mm-hmm. to further their, their, you know, scientism, no research. God, research. Yeah, human yeah. beings becoming God, you know, thing that they've got going on right now. And, you know, you don't want to call yes. it demonic. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that everybody that believes in this sort of thing is a Satan worshiper. I'm not going to say that either. But there is no God sure. in this. So you make that whatever right. you want. The, what they're doing. Right this yeah it's it's disgusting it's, it's anti-government yeah. it's anti-government from the beginning and right. it's something mm-hmm. that hit me about a month ago everything that has been passed and the push that they've had even when back when we were children back in the 90s when started with sexual education and i used to be on the other side of the fence i grew up that way and one thing i remember they said especially trying to teach us sex ed uh in junior high or like Kids are gonna want to do it anyway. What you should just teach them. You should come on, guys. Like, parents come on, are so man. much. I mean, even our Will Smith parents just don't understand song like that right. became an anthem. It's these slow moving parts 
so that now when they turned it up and a lot of people always like to say Trump's um, uh, presidency was in the way of the plan. And what I've noticed is they run this country and their plans like a business, like a like a like a, a, a you know, a huge organization. And in that they do projections. You watch these moves because these moves seem to be like, man, why so hard and so fast? Because they lost a lot in four years of their projections. Yeah. So yeah. where we should have been comfortably ready to go to war with you uh, with Russia, comfortably w- willing to just mass our kids and take anything they wanted. If it was from 2016 on, we saw that that wasn't the reality of life. And then they came back. Well, we all got to just shut down and go hard right now. They, when they talk about any nation's national treasure. A lot of people think it's our wealth, financial wealth. Any nation's national treasure is their children. That's it. And if they can get, as they, as Joe Biden has said, they aren't your kids, they're our kids. As here in you know the San Francisco Chronicle saying, you should just give your kids up to, you, to the state. Your kids are like, I mean, they're saying it out loud now. Yeah. And if someone yeah. wants to call it demonic, that's what I'm going to call it because everything is anti-God. Everything they're proposing is anti-God. Everything. Yeah. When you look yes. at Prop 47, which increases the ability to steal for 900 to 950, thou shalt not steal. So whether you believe it or not, these are damaging people's souls, whether they want to believe it or not. And it's like, hey, we just passed the law. Sorry, guys. Good luck on you. You know, whether it's for the fornication and just how lax the ideas of sex are. And this is, again, the world I we all grew up on in this world. Don't worry about it. Use this. You can do plan B if it's a problem. You can go down to this if it's even worse of a problem. So that life has been diminished so much. So you have a high schooler going out and taking out a bunch of kids in a junior high. <laughs> so this is not just this is not just like they're coming after the kids so they can create to me. It looks like so they can create debauchery and 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 anarchy and then when you have that and you're the populace is just all over the place and some people are trans you didn't say my the pronouns right and i'm going through a process of changing this then i gotta have an abortion because this thing happened with the, with my uncle who i can't talk about or my teacher i can't talk about then they're just on top saying all right now you guys move left now you guys move right and everyone's so confused about their day-to-day interaction ability they don't look up and go, wait, why is this law being passed? Who is this person that was elected? What are they doing here again? Why is 60 billion going to another country when we have our borders wide open? So this this move on the kids, this move is to shift the American uh, idea, ideals and dreams away from the next generation. There's six stuff they want to do to the kids personally, but ultimately it's a shift away so that you just wait to be told what to do next. Yeah. That is not the DNA of Americans. Americans and America, uh, you know, and Americans in this country. No, the ideas and the DNA of us is we decide for ourselves. But you see how they slowly, slowly, you don't believe in science. Slowly, slowly. My parents are idiots. Slowly, slowly. We don't really need, we need more Supreme Courts up there, Supreme Court justices. Everything now moves further and further into what history has shown us over and over. And medically, in the late 50s, in the early 50s, after World War II, when they brought over a bunch of Nazi scientists, it moved from medical data that they researched to bio. It yeah. moved into a single cell type of treatment when it comes to our healthcare system. When you do that, you remove the individual and everything is just a, in a Petri dish in the lab. And we've seen it now, whether you right. talk about abortion, that Planned Parenthood started by Margaret Sanger, a self-proclaimed eugenicist to everything that they've done since then. 
that they're inoculating people up to five years old, the CDC, a third shot for kids that it, ne- it, it didn't even affect them, requiring yeah. people just to go to work with this experiment like like what Gruber did in the in the concentration camps to twins, to to Jews, to uh, to to gypsy. Yeah, Tuskegee, Tuskegee did it to us here, right. where they were, and they even did it down in Guatemala, where they were yeah. youth, uh, you know, uh, uh, not euthanizing, but uh, castrating uh, a lot of women down there when they, so they can't, you know, reproduce anymore. So we've seen what happens yeah. when the government runs our lives, and that's yes. just some and, American examples. And we we have around the world now. We want to give them more control, and it starts with the kids. Because if your kids start calling you stupid. In this world of social science and all the parents didn't want to ruin their kids, it became hands off. Yeah. And, they left and you guys touched on this, the, the trust the science thing. I think Cole said the word scientism. That's been one of my big things. I've written articles about that. Like at Mises and it went off on Zero Hedge, um, mm-hmm. the tyranny of enlightened experts. And I'm a scientist by training, um, an applied scientist. I'm all for it. But what it is, is science cannot replace the metaphysical. And that's what we're seeing now. That's, I think, where we have this conversation about children, about the magic V in the mm-hmm. arm, about um, the way we treat everything from mental illness or whatever it is. It's just, you're not a human being with a soul so much. You're molecules. You're molecules that developed according to scientific processes. It's this core scientific reductionism, yep. right? To, to, and we talked about even the God thing, taking God out, or even some people say demonic. Um, I think that's a big part of it. The yep. scientific reductionism, you know, the scientism that everything is materialistic. Don't give me this stuff about free will. I mean, you've got Yuval Noah Harari out there. Yep. I don't know if you've, you've seen this uh, gentleman in his Israeli scientist, I'm sorry, historian. And he's linked in with the, the World Economic Forum and whatnot. And he's out there. There are clips of him from his own mouth saying, don't believe in some magic God in this in the clouds or in the sky. What we need to do is we need to we need to get in touch with the the cloud, the Microsoft cloud, the Google cloud. Information governments are going to get under your skin. They want to know what's going on. Don't don't tell me about free will or the soul. We're all hackable animals. And I think you guys touched on it. It, it kind of um, sews itself in nicely with whether it's abortion, whether it's the Tuskegee experiment, whether it's injecting children. It's saying reduce the humanity of this person because at the end of the day, I, if you're a believer. What is the humanity? It's the imago day. We're all made in the image and likeness of God. You take that away, the metaphysical, and I'm just a clump of cells. You guys are just clumps of cells. And then right? they, they, by doing that, then they can do whatever they want to us. Sure. Right? If you yeah. remove that that part we said here, where you said there, we're all made in the image, then you see this with the kids in a transgender movement. God made us perfect just the way we are. Now science is telling us, no, no, he didn't. Even though they don't say God, that's what they're selling them. No, 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 you're not made. You're made imperfect in your body. Let's go through and let's ship that up because that's that's going to help you achieve and reach that point that you want to make and at that point so finally make your life happy. It's really sick, sick in that movement that they have going on. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't have gender dysphoria was not a thing like it is now. We're, we're intentionally confusing our kids. And, and he's, you know, when, when you try to remove God and morality from the situation, you, you take 
truth away. There's no absolute truth anymore. All these sort of things, you know, two plus two doesn't equal four any longer. There's in, an infinite amount of genders, all these things. You, you create a world where they can create any kind of rules that they want because there is no parameters to it. They can change the narrative at any time. The same people that were, they wanted to demilitarize schools. And then this tragedy in Texas happens and they're blaming guns and all these things. And they're not, they're not taking any account for the fact that these same people were the ones that said, no more armed security guards scaring kids, no more metal detectors, you know, dehumanizing children and all those things. <laughs> but, but, but they don't, they don't look at all at the consequences of what it is that they're doing. And I, and it, it there has been so much where I've turned around and said they don't look at it, they don't see it. I, I don't believe that any longer. I can't, I cannot be naive on their behalf any longer. They do see it. They know it a hundred percent. This is this is willful ignorance. They are intentionally doing these things. And it, it needs to stop. At some point, we have such sovereignty here as United States citizens. That constitution has to start being something more than a piece of paper. Yes. We, we were given by our founding fathers, inspired by biblical principles in every aspect of our founding documents. We have got to start reclaiming our sovereignty. At some point, we need to turn around and say, I, I am no longer being governed by my consent any longer. Yes. I, I remove the consent because this is a, a tyrannical system that is, is being run against us from that fourth branch of government that we have now, the bureaucratic state, to the, the manipulation of the three branches that we do have. At, at no point when we're sending $40 billion to Ukraine, we've got a surplus of formula down at our southern border with our southern border wide open. Yet we, we've got mothers that can't get formula. We're in a food crisis. We, we've got small businesses that will never reopen after our government shut us down. All these things, and we're doing this. At some point, the American people need to stand up in, in one voice and say, no, enough is enough. Yeah. This, this expertism that you were talking about, yeah, there are, are betters, our political betters, our scientific betters, our medical betters, all of them. They just turn around and talk to us like we're too dumb. We're not yeah. too dumb. Common sense will answer most of these questions for you. If you just take a, a step back and go, okay, I know the expert is saying this, but it makes no sense. And it is contradictory to everything that I know to be true, which is again, why they have to take out absolute truth. So. Well, and then they take out absolute truth and we've watched this again. And I, I love our age group because our age group can really start pointing out and see the factors that they went and made it fun as they, they remove these these pillars of uh, American society. One of the biggest ones was removing God out of the culture. It went from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays. I remember that. I remember the movies and how they shifted, and it was led by you know the media. And when you do that, you remove God that tells us that we are of the likeness of this great creator. Let's remove that. And we've been confusing our children and our society for, well, you're racist, you're born racist. Well, you're actually a she, even though you're in the body of a he. Well, you may be liking the same sex, even though there's so many different levels of confusion. When the truth, and, and I've been fortunate enough with only in the last six years, seven years of my life, I've gotten closer to know God. That like 
I see the greatness that's in me. Then I'm able to see the greatness in others like men like Cole and, and you yourself, Greg, and so many others that I've met. Now imagine those little kids, those kids who are so confused, don't know what's going up from down. That main source is now gone and it is a man. And history, you can say, trust the science. All right, let's go look into history. History has shown us over and over and over again, when you put your faith, your faith and trust into man, atrocities go through the roof, through the roof, and has killed more people than religion has, or especially Christianity has. So let's really look at that right here. Like when when it comes down to it, believing the science is also a misnomer. Science is supposed to be about uh, you know questioning, yeah, control, shifting things up, and seeing okay, well, this works, this doesn't work. But when he saw the censorship. There is no science they were presented that anyone should believe because it's not based off of the normal works of what science goes through. Well, then it shows their absolute jealousy of of religion as well, right? Yeah. Because religion's all about faith. You're supposed to have faith in a higher power and faith in something, you know, bigger and better than you. Um, I think that, like I said, you with religion you have faith, right? You got faith in something bigger than you. Well, the scientism wants that same thing. They want, no, 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 trust the, have faith. That's, that's that Fauciism, right? Have faith in me. Have faith in what I'm telling you. Don't question it. But no, this is, this science is, is man's idea. And we're supposed to question it. And science is ever changing too. What, what we thought was, look at, you know, yeah, all the posters from like the 40s, women smoking yeah. cigarettes and everything else. Are we supposed to trust that science? Yeah. And I could get they, into an infinite amount of examples. Well, they had but, they had doctors like testify in front of Congress that smoking was okay. They had doctors testify in front of scientists testify in front of Congress that lead wasn't poisonous. So they've had we've seen this here in this country before with doctors and scientists uh, shelling for the people who can make money on this. So it, yeah. it's I think in the fact that it's like harder for people like ourselves or at least initially to get individuals to just take a moment and read, Hey, just read this thing. Hey, check out the Pfizer documents. I think that's some of the frustrations that can get in the way of um, keeping our focus and doing what we need to do. Cause sometimes you want to grab that person you love or care about and, and show them everything, you know, and go, how can you still be there? <laughs> you know? And it's like, uh, right. like, we're battling against principalities, not human flesh and blood. So we have to be moving on in a different way. Right. Well, and, and I think that that's the, that's right. That's why we're running for assembly, right? Like that's kind of why I decided with the, the legislative branch being the closest one to the people, it's the people that are suffering and I'm not here. And I don't, I don't think you're here with that mission to be the savior either. I don't think either of us, but it is, it's to re empower the people of California. Look, we, I can't save you, but what I can do is I can stop the government from lowering the ceiling on you. I can stop this over control that we have right now, the government overstate, which is, you know, I, I think one of the the worst parts that we have going on here in California right now. And if what we can do is just give the control back, just reinforce what our constitution gave us so that every, you know, every family, they can be their own saviors again. Yes. We can we can save ourselves again. We'll get it done. I still believe in my neighbors. I still go out in the community here and I go, you know what? I believe in you more than I do this government up in Sacramento. 
And if, if we can get people to believe in that again, because I think people did, people got into this situation like, I don't really want to have to deal with the education st- system. We'll let the government handle it. I don't really want to have to deal with the roads. Let, let the government deal with all those things. I don't care. I'll, I'll pay a couple extra dollars. We run into that in business. I, you know, working in construction, you know, man, I really don't want to deal with roofing. I'll just, I'll subcontract it out to somebody. Sometimes that works out good. Sometimes you get totally ripped off and you end up with no roof. Mm. I mean, and right now we're getting totally ripped off and we're not getting a roof Mm. or a bullet train or a dam built up in Northern California or all the levees that they promised us for the, the snowpack capture or anything else that they said that if we just give them the money, they'll take care of it. They can't even take care of the stuff they're supposed to do before they got the money. They keep talking about climate change when every time there's a forest fire, but clean up, clean up. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt your thought there, but I was going to say on the bullet train or on some of these projects, are these things that the market is asking for? Or is the whole reason that this is being put in, you know, the hundred billion dollar bullet train. I remember when it was 33 billion. You guys remember that 10, 12 years ago, but the whole reason it's being put in isn't because people are clamoring with dollar bills saying, build me one of them fancy bullet trains I need to get Mm -hmm. from LA to San Francisco. Some people maybe wanted it, whatever, that's fine. But to me, I begin thinking that the whole reason that we're getting this done and foisted upon us is because of jobs or the unions get it. Someone's getting a back, you know, a back alley deal or a handshake. It just seems like all of the people are getting ripped off for this corruption through a hundred billion dollars and, and create a make work program. For well, you somebody. know, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's money laundering. When we voted in 2008 for that train. They use the excuse five years later of, well, we don't have any more money that we allocated from 2008 because it went to all the contractors to build up their specs. The majority of those contractors were connected to Newsom and or our own our own mayor here in uh, L.A. Um, I forget his name now. Off the top. Garcetti. Garcetti. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Mel Wilson for for mayor. Anyway, uh, so it's like you see you connected to these guys who are builders, right? And all these things. And then all of a sudden that money, that 80, I think it was 80 million, I think initially that we voted for just, it just disappeared. Oh, because they were putting together specs. Yeah. Specs that didn't work. We If we were to look at even, even more, um, I was just listening to NPR and they were doing a whole thing on uh, – do you remember the cylindrum uh, situation when Obama first get in the, oh, yeah. the uh, all the solar panels? They were breaking down the yep. corruption of just that, of how many hundreds of million dollars were lost in that, going to different uh, contractors for them just to go, well, this is our design. Thanks for the 2.5, thanks for the $20 million, whatever it is. But all it is is just contracts. They did the same thing here in the city with those little mini houses that we see now trying to build here in L.A. for the homeless. Five years ago, right. they were about one hundred and forty, one hundred fifty thousand per unit. Now it's four hundred to fifty to almost five hundred thousand per unit, and they didn't. They were making yeah. it five, six years ago. Why wait now till its price is higher? Because then you can demand more money, you can raise taxes and squeeze the people. There's, we're sitting on ninety eight billion dollars surplus today, and they couldn't give us relief on the gas tax. And and the people that voted for that are those who we're running against. I've written and I've corresponded with some people that like, okay, maybe it's a hackneyed premise or a comparison, but it really does feel like we are pretty far along on our road to serfdom. And what I mean by serfs or serfdom is that we are hard workers 
you know, the construction workers, teachers, engineers, whatever you are, you know, I don't want to pander to any profession over another actors, right. what, what have you. We are just working and busting our butts and inflation is exploding because these Keynesian economics idiots pretended it would never come. We're all getting ripped off and we're all busting our butts, paying huge sky high taxes, 51 cents for every gallon of gas we pump, which is insane. And we just work and we're productive to send our money to Sacramento. They're sitting on the 98 billion that uh, someone just mentioned. One of you gentlemen. So 98 billion. What is that money doing? That's our money. Literally, they won't even give it back to us. It should be a check cut to everybody yep. or it should be gas tax relief. That is literally our money. But instead, it becomes a slush mm -hmm. fund for Newsom and the teachers unions. It, Your it, thoughts on that? You know what they said they're going to do with it? They said that money is to help out with basically the green agenda, equity and housing and and basically uh, uh, equity in the climate, the climate issue. So they've told us what they're going to do with Which means with, with, those, with those abstract things, this is the beauty of when they, when they talk about the equity and when they talk about their, their climate agenda and everything else. Because there's no there's, – it's all so loosely defined, they can put that money anywhere they want and just say, well, it's for that. Oh, it's, it's for this. Well, it's going to battle that because they don't talk about you know, building something. I mean even with something that they build like the dam or like the bullet train. You'd think that we'd be able to hold them accountable because either there's a train or there's not. But with those right. other things, those loose lip little phrases, that's brilliant yep. because they just throw money at it, but yep. you don't ever expect to see something. They turn around and say, oh, yeah, your money's hard at work. It's working because there's no tangible real result. Right, right. It is. It's, it's such a scam. Yeah. All, all of our committees that we're paying for right now, all these things, no. How about how about you don't get a dollar until you do what you said you were going to do, and then we'll cut you the check when it's all done. You yep. don't get a deposit anymore. You don't get any of those things. Because if I operated my business the way that Sacramento operates, I'd be out of business. Nobody would ever work with me ever. Ever. It, it's yeah. it, it's absolutely ridiculous, and I I do. I think that the the levels of corruption are so high. We are we are a bunch of Russian serfs. Uh, they're trying to get us to be a permanent renting class. You know, back in the 50s, one income could get you a house, a car, and a college education for your kids. And and a nice house, a suburbs house. And now yes. you need a yeah. full-time job. Your wife needs a full-time job. You need a side hustle. And you're still barely scraping by. <laughs> I mean, in, in your kids, you don't have any time to spend with your children. And not only that, yeah. they spend you know, seven hours a day, five days a week in a school that is, is not teaching them how to read or write or how to have a better future. It's teaching them to hate their country, not know what, you know, how they're supposed to identify or anything else that you as a parent are a, a terrible, oppressive being. I mean, at what point do we turn around and say enough is enough? Like the, the state is completely working against the people of the state. And it, it is, I, I, um, you know, it's interesting because you were talking about with the bullet train. Is this because people are chasing it with money saying, I want this, I want this? If you look at the way that the system is rigged against us right now, right? They own not only all the pillars of government, but they also own the media and they own social media and everything else. Imagine if you ran a poll and your poll comes back and says, oh, 100% of people want this. Well, how do you know? How, how do you know? 
They they all work together. It's like Venezuela. What's that poll mean? I could I could go sit down at my computer right now and I could make you a really nice graph, poll chart, everything. How do you know that I actually went out and polled those people and that it was actually those answers that they gave? The, the system is so jaded at this point. How do you look at anything that they're telling you as gospel anymore? I mean, I've, I've never questioned so much in my life and it's it's a good thing. It's opened my eyes up to a whole lot of things because you start to yeah. You know, you've got to read past the headlines and you got to dig into it, but it is, mm. it is tough times right now. Well, so. and, you know, it's interesting that Cole and I was talking to this with my fiance recently and Cole brought up like, you need now two, two parents working and the kids going to school for X amount of time. So, um, uh, reported from, uh, it was director of, uh, uh, trading places. Remember that movie with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah. And he, he yeah. made a video where he was talking about, We'll say one of the 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 fan the controlling families of the countries that we know about Rothschild, right? And he was having a conversation with them, and and it hit me that everything they everything they offer to do that is liberation, like we're going to help liberate black people, we're going to help liberate women, we're going to help liberate trans and gay and whoever, is actually increases the size of government and reduces your rights. Every everything that promises liberation. Now, in this video, he points out, he goes, what do you think? He said that this is what he was told to him. What do you think the women's uh, lib movement was about? And the guy's like, well, you know, right to vote. They can work this, that, and the other. He said he, he was laughed at by this Rockefeller and said, don't you know we marketed that? Because it did two things. One, we couldn't tax half of the population. Two, that wow. half of the population now has to go, wants to go back to work so fast where are the kids gonna go? We get to, we get their kids sooner than we would on um back when it was you know normally the dad's at work and the mom stays home. Kids usually didn't go to school till maybe first second grade. Now they're going to pre preschool, so the mom right. can get back to work. So they got more money off that freedom burn your bra stuff and easier access to the children, all in the guise of liberation and more freedom from this tyrannical system. More jobs for teachers unions too. There you right? go. You, you need to go to transitional kindergarten and then pre-transitional <laughs> yeah. kindergarten and, and all that. They're, all they're that. trying to put a dress on the boys. It's crazy. Yeah, and more more consumer yeah. dollars yeah. too. More everybody's yes. working. Everybody's doing that. We become yep. consumers. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. No, it was interesting because something you were saying there, Siaka. The state. It seems to me what they do is they kind of divide us out, not as human beings with souls. You know, because. Um, from my belief background as a Catholic, as a Christian, I believe that you are body and soul united together. There's no, oh, I'm in the wrong body, yep. my soul. That's my personal religious belief. But they they plant this flag in different human beings as if they're just, you know, flesh and bone, you know, chemical formulas. They plant their flags in different populations and say, okay, African-Americans, you know, I'm talking about Democrats, sure. progressives. They plant their flag in that population and then... I hate to use this phrase, but it seems that they think that they own that oh, population. They, yeah. Forgive me for yeah. using oh, the term. Yeah. They plant the flag in our Hispanic, our Latino friends that we all, you know, we're in California. We all have tons of Latino friends, Mexican, Honduras. They plant the flag there. They get LGBT. They yep. plant the flag. They're ours for life. And they expect that obeisance, you know, that 90 plus percent um, coming from uh, our black friends. They expect 70, 80 percent coming from Hispanics and Latinos. And then if there's someone who just opens their eyes and says, yeah, 
you know, my ancestors came from Africa. I'm African-American, but I don't agree with X, Y, and Z. I'm just thinking for myself. I'm a conservative or I'm a libertarian or what, I'm independent. Oh. Then all of a sudden, now you're, all deemed, of a sudden, you're vilified. You're, yeah, uh, you're the bad guy. You, well, how I mean, dare I you step out of line? He was hitting a point that, and I, and you know, Cohen, we've talked about this before, but I always tell people now, man, the black community was the, was the litmus test. If you want to see their overall plan, check out the black community, whether they want the strong male influence to be removed by popping them in jail or be removed by the younger of the species running wild and killing each other uh, indiscriminately. Uh, while the female of the species is uh, uh, procreating left and right with only 15% of the, that population so that, again, they can control that. If you want to see what they want for our entire country, go look at what the black community has accepted and been a part of. And when you talked about like, you know, that 90%, so then what the moves, the moves they make, right, then you have your your actors and your musicians doubling down on this because they're getting paid by the same money that now has been increased because everyone's at work. Right. So we look, we look yeah. at, at uh, you go outside the black community, go mainstream. They always have some type of big name actor or actress or singer going, this is the way to live now. This is the way to live yeah. now. So they, they've been working to do this for so long, guys. People just, again, whether we love or hate it, they do have a sense of ownership. It's I've grown up the whole time with, with wait a second, how does I'm gonna be black and a cons- and a conservative? And I've laughed at the joke. I had it on my old Facebook post one time. Is like you know being black and a conservative is like uh, is like what is it? It's uh, rain not being wet. Like it's like it doesn't make sense, right? And that's what I lived with for a while. But you hear it as much as Sunny on the View recently being like, I don't understand how blacks can be conservative. And people they say this and they mention it so much in the ether of society. That like, whether you consciously think it or not, black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter who you are. You just think, well, blacks are all this. Let me, let me offer. What's that? Let me offer. Let me just offer and jump in there in terms of uh, young black men, young black women. um, If they want to see that representation or even, uh, you know, Anglo kids or Latino kids, watch Thomas Sowell. Yeah. Thomas Sowell, one of our greatest thinkers greatest thinkers, brilliant man. Yep. I think that if you just show the brilliance of this individual and maybe some young black men, if they see kind of a role model or someone who came from, from tough circumstances, eventually he moved to New York City, I think as a kid, real tough circumstances, came from a, yeah. a non-privileged upbringing, but is one of America's greatest treasures, in my opinion, oh. as a thinker, it, the writing, you know what I'm, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's, if, if all of our kids grew up on Thomas Sowell, and Milton Freeman, we'd be in a totally different, you know, totally different world. Yeah. And, and it is, it's, it's too bad, but it is when, when you have that though, look at how they attack him. Look at how the left attacks Tom and soul. You have to demonize those people because Clarence if Thomas. you, yep. Clarence he Thomas stepped outside of that. Right. Yeah. He stepped out of outside the zone, right? Yeah. Yep. If, if that happens, they've got to come at you with both barrels pointed right at you. Because after yeah. after the Civil War, they had to find a way to be able to to keep the the slave trade going, and that's how they did it. That's how you know you went from the plantation to they turned the you know major you know metropolises. Look at Los Angeles. Look at Chicago. Look at these places. New York, and yeah. you, yep, you you have these high density areas, 
and you roll out the welfare programs and you roll, uh, roll out affirmative action, all these things, again, dropping that ceiling, you can achieve the same by achieving less and all those things. You, you try, and they did. They try to dumb down populations that way. They try to lower what the achievement standards are for populations that way because what they didn't want the slaves to be able to read. Didn't want them to be able to have any kind of independence. They needed, you know, we'll, we'll provide you shelter. We'll provide you food. We provide keep you them work, disarmed. All those things keep, keep them you disarmed. disarmed. Yep. All those things. Right. And it's not just, right. it's, it's, I mean, it is greatly focused against the, the black and the Hispanic community, but it's also, they, they do it to, to poor white communities, the trailer sure. parks and all those things. I mean, where they can have it, they want it because if they can, if they can have that kind of control, and if they can have that sort of ownership, because if you rely solely on the government, then they do. They own you. And if you're a bad enough person, they get to own your children with social services. If you all these things like ownership, owner, and, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You get a divorce. And if you've got kids, all of a sudden, now the state gets to decide who the kid's going to live with and how and much how time and who you're going to pay and all these things. Anything you do, it's all giving away rights. It's all give and and it's all done under the guise of, you know, we're helping. Like you said, you know, we're we're here to save you. What the Liberation, scariest we're giving yeah. you the next yep. and, and you notice that court thing you're talking about, like uh-huh. that's one of the worst sections for males, period, black, white, or whoever you are. It's now you have the court system working yeah. so that men cannot it, it's harder for men to be consistently in the lives of of their children. And it's on the whim gotta go. Of, yeah, it's on the whim of the mother who relationships break up. And now you only have one person for whatever emotional feeling that person can be at that dictates how often someone the other side, the other parent can be in there. And we know it's so slanted one way against the male. Yeah. That's in a divorce situation. Now let we go 80% of the black families don't have dads around there. Now at the same time, everything that's positive uh, masculinity has been seen as toxic. So if even if you are there, you're a little nervous because you don't want to raise your voice or get to. So they, they've attacked right. it all these different ways. And they come from all angles to break this family apart. Yeah. Break now. Yeah. They're just they're being louder about their move towards females, as, as Cole said earlier. They're just being yeah. loud about it. Before it was kind of hidden. Now they're just like, oh yeah, no, the dude's a woman. You're fine. Like, and that family unit, that family unit is the fundamental unit of society, right? Yeah. Um, in Catholicism, we have something, and, and more generally too, we have something known as subsidiarity, and that's essentially that. Uh, it's like the principle of the lesser magistrate, or what have you. But it's essentially that. The, the authority or the small community that is closest to the individual should be the first ones exerting control or exerting, I don't want to say control, but the first ones exerting influence. Sure. Um, and then as you go move radially outward, yep. you know, maybe to the state government or to the federal government for us, 3000 miles away, right? As you move out and out to farther rings, they have less and less control. So in yes. other words, the family is where we really are the very first and most important governing structure, right? Right. A mother, a father, we make decisions. We're the primary educators of our children, right? And then you have your town or your community. Sure. There are things that we all need to come together and decide upon, right? Your church. Absolutely. And then you have these natural concentric rings of, um, of a true civil society, a healthy civil society is where we take care of big problems. I think locally, you know, um, 
with these concentric subsidiarity rings. Yeah, well, I I like to always say with the Democrat Party, they like to to throw things out like they care about minority rights. We care about the rights of minority people and everything else. I'm like, you're such liars because the, the most abused minority in our country is the individual. So if you're not looking out for individual rights, you don't give a crud about minority rights at all. Yeah. Because yeah. the individual is the greatest uh, minority class, the one that needs the most protection. And that's yeah. why we have the Constitution. That's why we have our Bill of Rights. So that right. my individual rights and liberties cannot be infringed upon. But again, when you have a society where it's supposed to be life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we don't even let people have life. How are we going to let them have the other two? So yeah, Absolutely. Nice. Um, great conversation, gentlemen. Yeah, I could yeah. keep going for three hours, but I'm not going to keep you. I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, so let me... Um, yet. Let me not kind Joe of, Rogan yet. Yet. That's yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do another one to do a live or something because you, yeah. you guys have a lot of great things to say. I could keep going. But um, I want to respect your time. So let me just ask from each of you, what do we do if the political process, the peaceful political process here that we're, we're all committed to, what do we do if that ends up failing us? You know, if SB 866 goes through, what do parents need to do? I mean, I have some ideas, but what do we do if we go through everything we can do in Sacramento and it doesn't work out the way we want to? There's always leaving the state, right? There's always that option. You pack up and leave. We shouldn't have to. But do you have any other thoughts? I mean, as people who we hope are going to be up in Sacramento next year, what can we do? Um, what else can be done for parents, for families, for workers? We're already talking to attorneys about suing um, for 2223 when it gets signed into law um, or trying to put in an injunction against it right now because it, 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 that has to be a constitutional violation. There is no way around it. A child outside of the womb has every bit as much protection as anybody else walking around. I mean, they, they have manipulated the situation with abortion with children inside the womb and those sort of things. But once you're out, all bets are off. There is no argument there. And with uh, 866, it's got to be the same thing. We, I, as a parent, I, have, I should absolutely have standing to sue and be in a courtroom and saying, you have no right to unilaterally pass a law that is is removing my rights. I have rights as a parent over my own child and you cannot legislate them away. I have not done something. I've not committed a crime. I've not done anything to, you know, lose my rights as a parent. So we, I, that's, that would be my recommendation. I hope that every parent in the state of California lawyers up and sues them into oblivion. There's about Mm -hmm. 600 other uh, amendments to our state constitution that we could probably start suing on as well. Um, mm-hmm. For people like me and Siaka, once we're up there, we can start putting up legislation to repeal and we yeah. can be the megaphone. As long as I have a voice, as long as I can speak, I will get on every committee. I'll argue to the nth degree. I'll make sure that every time there's a video of me arguing these bills and doing these things and getting the responses from the other side, we will plaster it everywhere that I can put it up. It will yeah. live all over the internet because people have to see and they have to start waking up. And the sad thing is, is, you know, sometimes they're, they're used to hearing, um, you know, what they consider a conservative getting up there and making the arguments. And maybe they, they 
um, aren't quite as articulate or maybe they're not as relatable or, passionate. you know, passionate as somebody yeah. like, you know, maybe myself or Siaka or some of the other, yeah. you know, new age, we'll call it new age conservatives that are, are coming in. We can put the words together pretty well and we can, we can go up there and we can make the arguments. So, you know, we can definitely help from that front. But then again, once they've made that rule, I talk about uh, Braveheart all the time, the, the Lord's right of the first night. I mean, if our state assembly said, hey, we get your wife on the wedding night, they, you know, being the makeup of it, I don't trust that, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 of them wouldn't say, yeah, that sounds great. We we want first dibs. And then the state Senate says the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Wherever the overlap is, we want it. And then Governor Gavin turns around and he puts the stamp on it. There's a law. Do you trust that the Ninth Circuit would overturn that? Not if they go on bonk. I certainly don't trust that they would do that. So you as a husband, are you going to follow that law? Or are we going to turn around and say, no, I have a moral obligation to protect my wife and to protect my rights as a human being and her rights as a human being. And we're going to stand up and we're not going to follow a illegal law just because it was yes. passed through a legal process. Right. Something that violates the natural law. Right? Sure. At a certain point. And I'll, I'll hand it over to you here in a second, Siaka, but I was just going to say, you know, great comments there. And we're prepared now with civil, peaceful civil disobedience. Sure. We want to look for uh, interposition. I want our constitutional sheriffs to stand up and say, we will not enforce this. We're not going to be the lackey for the State Department of Public Health. We're saying no. Uh, at the federal level, it's called nullification. Um, Tom Woods has written about this. It comes from Jefferson and Madison. Yeah. When they basically in 1798, they wrote the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions. I'm all about that. We have to stand up and say, no, if it ain't in the Constitution or our state constitution, it ain't happening. We don't yeah. have a living, breathing. We don't have a, a, a healthy republic. If the people won't stand up and say, no, this stuff here, this paper, this constitution. Yeah, those are great words, but we're here to enforce it. If we don't enforce it, the Bill of Rights is beautiful, it's just but a piece it means of paper. nothing. Yep. Right? It's a it's poem. Just, it's just parchment. Yep. Yeah. Siaka, go, go ahead. Well, and, and first of all, Cole, you know, killed it as he always does. Um, I, I would just try to add on to that a little bit. Um, we should get out there and not be afraid of suing. As the system is right now, we still have um, that voice in that place. You know, we saw that um, uh, 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 Barbara Ferreira, she's uh, <laughs> or she's uh, she's she is she resigning one of one of the 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 county supervisors. She's not doing it anymore because there've been so many affidavits written out against her. So she's not going to even run anymore. Um, but we have recalls. The recall we have for Newsom. Now, what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, uh, you can recall any elected official and is usually the percentage of which they were elected on. Most of these mm -hmm. officials that have had the control over us, they don't get elected with a lot of votes. So, yeah. all right, so we need to start looking into the fact that before we get to the other suggestion that I will put forward, there's so much within the laws that we have today, we just don't know. So we yeah. as a citizenship have to do better. I know Cole said it, I say it as well. Your legislators are supposed to inform. Your elected officials are supposed to inform. So let's start. If these elected officials don't inform you of the laws of the land, then they aren't any good for you. So you start by yeah. getting those people in the vote. You also do it by your legal means. Now, according to our founding fa father, Thomas Jefferson, of Declaration of Independence in 1776, 
He said, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, i.e. securing inherent or and enable rights with powers div uh, diverted from the constant of the government, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. Right. And to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem more likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, yeah. it says it's our duty and right as Americans. And my lawyer says either the, the ballot or the bullet. I never, ever want to see this country go towards the bullet and yeah. be there. So... I implore every person watching, every person uh, that you will send us out to, we got to get the vote out. We also got to get the knowledge of our law so we can do things like recall these judges, sheriffs, or even legislators that you don't want up there doing crazy things from within your community. It can be done. But if we have to, it's a, it's, they're, they're all in. They've pushed all their chips in. Yeah. And to abolish the government that is not working for you is us going all in. So we have to be prepared, not saying let's go out tomorrow, guns loaded for anything. But this needs to be a part of the conversation because they're going all the way and showing us without care to babies dying on, <laughs> you know, coming out. and just ah, We can do that there. So like, like Cole said about if they pass the common knockdown law. You know, and they have your, you know, if you're a husband, would you let them come in and have sex with your wife? I mean, we're really at that point, guys. So let's get everyone out, know the law, and get the vote, or let's be prepared for what that other possibility could be. And our founding father said, it "Is it is our duty, duty." So that's right. We I gotta stand up. We gotta stand up and defend republicanism. Small R is what I'm talking yeah. about here. Um, democracy can be very coarse. Yeah. democracy we've seen mob it rule. in the french revolution it's mob rule you know what it is i love this old saying you've probably heard it a million times it's two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner yeah yeah and i'm sick of being the sheep i'm sick of being eaten for dinner honestly yeah. we got to remember that we are a republic and that means we need to exert all those levers of republicanism small r just like jefferson reminded us just like montesquieu who influenced jefferson yeah. small republics um on that note um, let me, let me, first of all, thank you gentlemen for a great conversation. Thank I feel you. like I could keep chatting with both of you. Uh, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, everyone check them out both. Um, we have a quick bonus question round that I oh. want to do, but first make sure to add in your plugs, any place where people can reach you. Where do you want them to find you? Um, get more familiar with your campaigns. Um, each of you go ahead and share that, throw that in. Yeah. So my, my name's Cole Brocato. I'm running for the 38th assembly district. I know, uh, Brocato is a little bit of a, a mouthful sometimes. So you go to justvotebro.com. You can get all of my stuff there. Uh, if you do the hashtag justvotebro on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, all my stuff comes up, but it's Brocato, the number four assembly, um, and yeah, get out there, go vote. If you're in the 38th, vote. Otherwise, if you want to go to the website, check us out, make a donation. We're, we're fighting in all fronts. So yeah, that's where you find us. Awesome. Check out the Gold Coast country where uh, me and Siaka will be on, uh, on Memorial Monday. I don't think this will be out by then, awesome. but we'll be telling you how much fun it was. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. right. We'll be out after. <laughs> right, check right. us out last week. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, in your DeLorean. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, guys, so yeah, check me out. Uh, Siaka for assembly. That's F-O-R assembly.com. Everything's on there. Like Cole said, it, even if you're not in our district, uh, help us out. Spread the word. Donations. We are up against a machine with endless amount of uh, financing. So, I mean, yeah. just a hundred dollars. You have no idea how how far that goes when it comes down to cards or flyers or being able to feed your uh, volunteers. So, we need people to put up anything they can when it comes down to their time, finances, connection, connection, connection. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, in- Instagram and uh, Facebook. Reluctantly, I went back on Facebook, but okay. we have to do it for <laughs> to get the word out. Uh, again, Siaka for Assembly on in- on Facebook and Siaka underscore Massacre on Instagram. I'll see you guys there. Awesome. Thank both of you gentlemen. And so this is the last, this is the lightning round. Okay, yes. so right. get ready. Um, you should be prepared. Okay, so who wants to go first? These are easy questions. Go ahead, Siaka. You can go first. Okay, let's do it. Siaka, you're first. All right. Favorite founding father? Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush. Nice. Mm. I think he was a doctor, if I'm not. Yes. Was he, he was a No, he was a lawyer. Was he a lawyer? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. He was out there and he was doing, he was, he was surprisingly, he was only, uh, I want to say he was maybe 24, 25 when he was involved in the founding. So a lot of, a lot of our founders were in their early 20s, guys. So it's, uh, Cole and I are way behind eight ball. Yeah. These, well, me too. These are serious dudes. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. One book you would recommend to everyone that they probably haven't read. So you can't say the Bible. Okay. The Bible is uh, important. A book too, I would but... recommend. That'd be tough because it would be a trilogy book and it would be the Lord, the Lord of the Rings series, the trilogy mm-hmm. fellowship, two towers, return of the King, all one. Cause you, it's just such an amazing story. Awesome. Uh, favorite band or musician? Favorite band? <laughs> it's got to be Tool because they rule. <laughs> nice. Nice poll. All right. So, um, co- coolest place you've ever visited? Coolest place I ever visited. Wow. Um, man, I've been fortunate. I would probably have to say it was uh, Christopher Columbus's tomb in Valladolid, Spain, when I was uh, wow. dating the Spanish woman. And I was able to go there and start learning all the other side of the story from about Christopher Columbus. So that was like mind blowing. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Siaka. Um, Got it. Cole, you're up. Same questions. Um, Favorite founding father. Oh, I got to go with Jefferson, man. That, that tree of, of Liberty. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, One book you would recommend to everyone that they might not have read. Um, So it's, it's a book called last stands. It's one of my favorite. It's uh, why men fight when all hope is lost. Uh, it's by Michael hmm. Walsh. Uh, I highly recommend it. Huh. Um, I recommend it not only to young men, um, but to to moms or women that are going to be moms. I think that it it really speaks to they go. Michael Walsh is a, a combat historian, and he goes through a lot of Western civilizations, you know, conflicts from huh. the the three hundred all the way to um, you know the. Um, Oh man, the massacre there in uh, Korea. Um, mm. But mm. just when when your back's up against the wall and all hope is lost, why do you why still fight? Why did the men still storm the beaches of Normandy? Why do why do we yeah. still do that? And that that man's soul that has been lost. And so it's it's a really powerful book. So I highly recommend it. Awesome. Last Dance, you said. Yeah, Last Dance. Michael Walsh. Yeah, very cool. Uh, favorite band or musician. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, God, 
or you know one of one of two or three yeah um it's we'll, just for fun yeah we'll we'll Don't go with it. uh we'll go with Lon, uh, lone star i love nice. old country music so we'll go with lone star all right memorial day that's right don't miss it yes yes um and coolest place you've ever visited or gotten to go to Man, you know what? I love I love the tropics, but Hawaii, you know, that that's our tropics. So I, I'd yeah. say uh you know, when when I went to Maui, that was that was pretty special. There's so many be- Turtle Beach and there's so much beauty there. Um the the Chinaman's hat, like we we swam all the way out there. So yeah, awesome. that that's my favorite place. That's awesome. Very cool. I remember that road to Hana. We we, we did our honeymoon there, my wife and I. The waterfall. Amazing drive. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to let you go. So I honor our time commitments. Um, but I really appreciate you being here. Um, Cole Bricado, Siaka Masakoy. Um, check them out on social media and check out California Liberty Project on Instagram and Twitter. And we thank you very much for being here. Have a great day, thank gentlemen. Thank you, guys. And you're right. Uh, Benjamin Rush was a physician. I just want to make sure that was right. Oh, we try not to. Hey, try to spread truth. The only truth here, guys. Thank you for throwing that back in. I would. I didn't catch it. Hey, we were. We're all good. <laughs> Thank you, Siaka Cole. You guys take care. Later, brother. Take care. This has been the California Liberty Project podcast. Make sure to subscribe, share it with others, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.